heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, once again, the American judiciary system has demonstrated in a most clear way exactly what it has become, and that is a complete farce. The American judiciary system, the entire Department of Justice, is nothing more than a complete joke. It is a system of third world kangaroo communist courts that now fully promotes the fascist, the communist, the Marxist party line, and nothing more. And so if ever there was a time in America that we should declare ourselves to be a nation in distress, I would say it is now. Not tomorrow, not the next day, but right now. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Welcome and thank you for joining me. This is Dr. Steve Latulip here today for The Voice of a Nation. And we truly are just what I declared. We are a nation in distress. I mean, not to the point that we should be raising the upside down flag right now if you want to base it on the real intent of that symbol, but we are close. Now, when I woke up this morning, I have to admit, I was a bit thrown uh, ajar. I was overwhelmed a little bit because, first of all, there were so many things that were happening. It was just blowing my mind. But I woke up this morning to learn that the sentencing trial of a J6 accomplice was supposed to be public, but it was modified. Just unexpectedly, For some reason, which we might be able to actually figure out, namely that another lawsuit was just filed, well, maybe that was the reason why this so-called hybrid hearing was created by yet another Obama-appointed corrupt D.C. judge a chief judge, nonetheless, a James Boisberg, who has blatantly shown us today his true colors. And those colors that he is demonstrating are anything but red, white, and blue. They are the colors of swine in the mud bath. They are the colors of raw sewage in the septic tank. They depict the colors of spilled innocent blood on homeland soil, because that's exactly what this is all about. What we have to understand is we are witnessing the actual shedding of innocent blood of our fellow Americans, and that is completely unacceptable. You see, the entire distress of our nation right now seems to revolve around the year 2020 with a fraudulent election, a scheme that was designed 
to overthrow our government, to steal the election from President Trump, which they successfully did. And because we saw the data that strongly suggested that the election was stolen. Remember in the middle of the night when all of a sudden, when Trump was leading by large numbers and all of a sudden things kind of went dark. We woke up a, a short time later and found out that everything, every state where Trump was leading in those swing states was mysteriously overturned. Boy, that ticks me off. That ticks me off. And it ticked off a lot of other Americans who finally decided to get off of their soft-seated sofas, go to Washington, D.C. at the Capitol building, and literally, literally practice the First Amendment by addressing their grievances with the American government and they were shot down. Some of them literally by rubber bullets coming from the Capitol Police, who also threw little explosive smoke bombs and other things to rattle the crowd. Because Nancy Pelosi had it in for us. They knew that they stole the election, and the evidence was quite overwhelming, even though we theoretically couldn't prove it by design, we saw some of the best American patriots face the wrath of Pelosi, the corrupt and despicable, pathetic FBI, and some Capitol Police officers who were all in on this scheme. And now comes Ray Epps, who has been... He was exploited. He has been discovered. We know his involvement in this thing. He was the ringleader. Ray Epps started the revolt that they wanted to pretend was happening because all of those people at the Capitol building initially were extremely calm placid, peaceful to the core until they were fired upon by the rubber bullets coming from the Capitol Police. Now, who ordered the firing of those shots? Was it Nancy Pelosi? Most likely. Yes, it probably was. But the FBI was complicit in this. The FBI are the black priests that are supporting the corruption that we now see in Washington, D.C. And so we literally are seeing the shedding of blood. And it began on that day, that infamous day on January 6, 2021, when Ashley Babbitt was shot to death by a rabid Lieutenant Beard, a police officer who had no grounds for firing a shot. They fabricated a story, made it up. Now, to this day, I don't understand how Lieutenant Byrd can sleep at night. The guy has to have nightmares about what he did 
Perhaps he is suffering. Perhaps he is tormented, and he ought to be. He really ought to be, because the homicide of Ashley Babbitt, in my opinion, was murder. It was unnecessary killing of a person who was innocent and who was played by the criminal FBI who were present on that day. Roseanne Boyland, another victim who was beaten to death, most likely. Oh, they say it was because she had an overdose of amphetamine in her system, a stimulant as a treatment uh, for perhaps for ADHD. Well, I treated patients with ADHD with stimulants, and that has a calming effect on these people. It doesn't do the typical thing that it would do when someone is abusing methamphetamine, for example, because that gets your heart racing. That makes you stimulated as though you've had like 10, 20, 30 cups of coffee. If you're going to overdose on that, yeah, that's understandable. But a person who takes a stimulant medication routinely is not going to overdose. We saw the pictures of Roseanne Boyland, and she was calm. She was happy. She was enjoying the day, and she was taking a stand for her country, and she was beaten by a Capitol Police officer and possibly beaten to death, most likely. Yes, the shedding of innocent blood took place that day. And subsequently, because the people who stood up for us, who took a bold stand to dare and challenge our rogue government, they paid a price. They were beaten in spirit, in mind, in body. We recall Matthew Perna, for example, who committed suicide. According to his family, he was so broken of heart by being challenged in the courts and being taken down for taking a stand. He was so brokenhearted over his case. And because the justice system killed his spirit and zest for life, that's what his family members said, he committed suicide. Now, that's really sad because the taking of one's own life has to result from total, total personal devastation. We can't begin to imagine what such people go through when they are ready at that point to kill themselves. It's just not a natural act. Mark Angst also a suicide, killed himself before he was to be tried and prosecuted is it out of remorse, out of guilt and shame for what he did? No, I don't think so. I think it's because he lost heart, because he lost faith in the government, which he was there to uphold and defend. And that is despicable. That is so disgusting to me. And so he killed himself. Christopher Georgia, another suicide resulting directly from Nancy Pelosi's 
evil work. Their blood is on her hands. Their blood is on the hands of every FBI agent that was involved in this fake insurrection. But let's not also forget that there were five other police officers who died who had attended the J6 Capitol fake riots. Four of those five police officers themselves committed suicide. Now, you don't hear too much about that because everybody wants to know why would a Capitol Police officer who supposedly was doing his job protecting the congressman, right? Protecting the state, or excuse me, the, the United States Capitol building, defending our turf from insurgents. That's something to be proud of if that's what was really happening. But four Capitol Police officers who attended the J6 Capitol, along with all the pseudo-riots, the fake insurrection, they committed suicide also. Why would they do that? Were they possibly, just possibly, overwhelmed by guilt? Well, maybe so. Could they not live with themselves because of what they participated in? Well, they weren't in jail, so they weren't suicided by the Clintons or anybody else, as far as we know. These were legitimate suicides, but you don't hear anything about it. I would love to talk with their families. I would love to get the real story to evaluate why they decided to take their lives. But the truth is, you and I will probably never know that, just like you and I will never know what are really in the Epstein files, because those people are guilty as hell, most likely. Now, they must be declared innocent until proven guilty. This is America, and we still uphold that. We who cherish our Constitution and our country Unlike the left that says you're guilty before you ever go to court, which is exactly what they are doing to President Donald Trump right now. I call him President Donald Trump because he was the elected president in 2020. The stolen election must have been very hard on President Trump because that man, for all of his human flaws, for all of the mistakes that you and I might say he made, we have to acknowledge that he, he at least loved his country and did his best to try to contend for you and I, the common people of America, the ones who work every day, work hard so that America will be a better place. Those are the people that President Trump defended. And because of that, and despite the fact that he never took a penny for it, in office as president of the United States. Look at the hellacious price he is now paying. And so we now have this Ray Epps sentencing trial that took place today, and it was a despicable joke, but not a funny joke, because it was actually a total insult to every good American in this nation. And what does it tell us? Well, it tells us that America is being overthrown. 
The coup is fully in progress. It is escalating. They are closer today to securing a communist America than they were yesterday. And onward and onward it goes. It is not a joke. But Ray Epps, the absolute ringleader, the instigator, the lead chief instigator who tried to foment a riot on behalf of the FBI so they could take us down and make examples of us, of our best patriots, he was sentenced today. But we weren't allowed into the courtroom. We weren't allowed to hear the proceedings, neither the public nor the press. See, it was done in secret. Hush, hush. Because the Department of Justice is guilty, and they know they are guilty. And we know they are guilty. But Ray Epps was sentenced and was slapped with a five hundred dollar fine now who do you think is going to pay that five hundred dollar fine do you think that's going to come out of the pockets of Ray Epps the you know just the the measly little five hundred dollars which he probably could pay because I'm sure he's made a lot of money off of this deal in the first place to to play this part this role in taking down America Ray Epps I hope you are proud because pride goes before a fall. And you will fall. It is just a matter of time. But, you know, Ray wasn't just given a $500 fine. Let's be honest now. Let's be fair. He was also given a one-year probation. Whatever that means. And you know what it means. It means absolutely nothing. Because the FBI is on his side. The FBI is protecting him. They will defend this criminal insurgent, this traitor to the American people. Ray Epps also got 100 hours of community service. Makes me wonder, how's he going to serve the FBI now with those 100 hours? What is he going to do? It's a joke. But what is the not-so-funny part of this whole thing is that Ray Epps, the lead instigator of January 6th, gets no jail time whatsoever. And that makes me cringe with anger. No jail time for Ray Epps. Do you see what is happening in America today? Do you see where this is going? What is the message? The message is, if you serve Hitler, if you serve the cause of the communist regime, you will be rewarded. You have nothing to fear. Because this is a dictatorship. And you are the mere serfs who are going to be forced to bow and submit to this government because you did nothing. That's what they are telling us. And my blood begins to boil 
when I think of it. The ringleader who tried to foment a riot in every way possible on behalf of the FBI gets off scot-free. No punishment whatsoever. He's off. He's covered. I wonder if Ray Epps fears for his life. I wonder how many people are joking about Ray Epps the way they're joking about our president right now. as he is being attacked in every which way possible. But let's just stay a little bit longer with the January 6th charade. If you look at the others who have been prosecuted already and look at some of those good patriots, American citizens with a proven record of patriotism, they have been sentenced all, or just about all, on fraudulent charges of seditious conspiracy. Why wasn't Ray Epps charged with seditious conspiracy? Because that's exactly what he was doing. How does Ray Epps get off and get away with doing all of this stuff? Well, because he was on the enemy's side. But Enrique Terrio, a former Proud Boys leader, got 22 years in prison for his participation in redressing his grievances with our government. 22 years, and Enrique Terrio wasn't even there at the Capitol building. Now, that's pretty scary, folks. That is pretty scary. 22 years, he wasn't even there, but because he was a former proud leader, proud boys leader, he gets 22 years sentence. Stuart Rhodes, the Oath Keeper's founder, is now serving a sentence of 18 years for seditious conspiracy. A mock, fraudulent accusation. It was nothing, nothing of an insurrection, or we would have taken the Capitol building. Ethan Nordine, a U.S. military veteran, the Seattle... Proud Boys leader, also got 18 years in prison. Joseph Biggs, a former Proud Boys leader, was slapped with 17 years. These are years stolen from their life because they practiced the First Amendment. This is serious stuff. Zachary Rell, a Proud Boys Philadelphia leader, right? 15 years. Peter Schwartz. Now, Peter Schwartz got a little aggressive. He got 14 years because he used pepper spray on the Capitol Police. And he was found guilty of throwing a chair at some police officers. Now, I don't know every last detail of this thing, 
But based on what I have seen, based on the instigators and what they did to set these people up, you know, it makes me wonder to what extent Peter Schwartz was acting in maybe self-defense or in, in retaliation for being wrongfully attacked. But see, that'll never come out. That won't come out in the kangaroo courts because the court system is utterly corrupt. I personally have been a victim of it. I personally had my life destroyed by the Oregon Medical Board and their kangaroo courts in administrative courts. These people are corrupt to the core. They don't care who they destroy. They don't care what price you pay. And then you try to seek justice in a real court of law outside of an administrative court, and you get nothing but more of the same because it's all one big system. One big happily crime, happily living crime family, a crime ring that is going unchecked, unchecked completely because they are bought off by the right people. I used to say they think they can get away with it. I don't know. Maybe they know they can get away with it. The only integrity I've seen really has come primarily from the Supreme Court. And for how much longer will we see justice there? How long is Justice Thomas going to be around? And how much faith do you have in the rest of the Supreme Court justices? Hmm. Something to think about because I don't have a lot of faith in the system any longer. So we see all of these great patriots who just decided to attend a Stop the Steal rally, which is what I did in Oregon at the Capitol building when I spoke up and told the world that the government is trying to shut us down, take us down. This was through COVID-19. I spoke nothing but the truth that day. Every word I said was absolutely true. But because I decided to practice my First Amendment right, they destroyed me as a medical doctor. I would have been practicing medicine to this day and possibly to age 90 if God blessed me with the long years. That was my plan. I upheld my oath as a physician. All of these people who were sentenced to up to 22 years fulfilled their oath as an American citizen, chose to follow the Constitution and look at how their lives have been destroyed. This should be enough to make us so angry that we actually decide to take action against our government. But what do we mean by take action? What do we do? Well, everyone has historically said, well, if they try to steal the First Amendment from us, well, that's why our founders gave us the Second Amendment, right? But I'd like somebody to please stand up and explain what that means to me. 
because I hear anything but the truth of the matter about the Second Amendment. And so we have to ask the question, what are we going to do at this point in time? Because the Ray Epps sentencing absolutely declares to us that the Department of Justice, a misnomer, it's really the Department of Injustice, is completely guilty of treason, of sedition, of insurrection. They have betrayed our Constitution. They have betrayed the everyday, honest, hardworking American citizen. And I am ready to oppose this by any and all means possible. And I hope you are too. But there's more. And I'll share that with you after a short pause. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Well, the Out Loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. 
And back with you, this is Dr. Steve LaTulip on the Voice of a Nation, which is a part of America Out Loud Talk Radio. This radio program airs at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and I thank you for joining me for it. I do hope you'll spread it around as much as you can. If you miss it at 8 p.m., it does encore at 8 a.m. the following day. I'd also want to remind you, please go to AmericaOutloud.news, where you can get some fantastic articles and podcasts by some of this nation's greatest patriots who simply want to tell you the truth in a way that it needs to be told. You can visit our new website at AmericaOutloud.news. There are new authors who are writing some really great stuff, and we have a great team of patriots who absolutely love their country and aren't afraid to speak the naked truth. And that's what we all need to hear, isn't it? Uncensored truth backed up by facts and spoken directly from the heart to the heart. That's what we're all about. I'd also invite you to visit our AmericaAloud.shop website for the latest in health products. And please, please remember to share this information with everyone that you possibly can because we have a nation to save. And that is absolutely our primary goal. That is our reason for being on this radio program. Today, I have been discussing a very hot topic, the Ray Epps sentencing, which we have discovered amounts to absolutely nothing, thereby declaring the DOJ's guilt in failing to do their job. They are derelict of duty, absolutely derelict. And because of their clandestine ways, they suddenly decided to produce a hybrid hearing for the sentencing of Ray Epps. Now, why is that? Well, it is speculated that the decision was made after one of the other J6 defendants and Eric Clark, who is from Kentucky. He's a USMC veteran, a great military man who has the cojones to stand against the enemy. He just filed a lawsuit against Ray Epps. He claims that Ray Epps, quote, acted under the color of law as a federal agent to deprive me of my federal rights. And he claimed that the, those actions of Ray Epps actually, quote, drowned out my voice and the voice of countless others. Now, that's a fact. And I'll tell you, I am proud to call Eric Clark my patriot brother because this is exactly the kind of action it takes to win back America if we are going to do it peacefully. We must recognize that every single one of us have all been attacked by the FBI thugs of Pelosi's pseudo-insurrection. We are all victims and therefore, we must all stand up together to take down this wretched government. We have been told by the founders of this nation, if the government ever gets to the point of causing a tyranny of the people, abolish it. And that's exactly what I want to do. Plain truth spoken here. 
Now, all this stuff going on in these corrupt kangaroo courts across America at virtually every level, it remains to be seen uh, with regard to the Supreme Court of the United States. But every other level, we are facing nothing but corruption. The judges of this land have been bought off by bribes. They have sold their souls, and we are paying one heck of a price. And as President Trump said, when they are attacking me, they are really attacking you. And all of this corruption ties directly into the attacking against President Trump, who faces the bitter side of the kangaroo in court that this what what's happening right now is an atrocity that we never would have imagined would have happened in our lifetimes if you look at what's happening inside the courthouse and what's happening even outside of the courthouses you actually get a pretty real picture displaying vividly what is happening in america You've heard me say many times, we are now under a coup. The coup is progressing. We are at war. I don't know how to say it any more clearly. We recently, uh, just today, heard uh, some police officers outside of the D.C. courthouse where President Trump was to attend his immunity appeal hearing. And these police officers were actually joking, caught on hot mic to be talking about a John F. Kennedy type assassination. They said, you know, I mean, if he's driving, we've got a good shot. You know, if he's driving, what, with the windows open, I think they said, or if he was in a convertible, man, that would be great. Hey, the weather's nice, you know. What does this tell us about the state of our system right now? It's a third world country. We live now in a banana republic, unless we take him down. And so I'm all for that. I am all for that because we have got to decide to take some kind of action. We are all hoping that we can do it at this next election. Will we do it? I don't know. I really don't know. My confidence is gaining. I'll have to say that because I think that a lot of people are so aware of it now that we are challenging it every which way we can. Hopefully we'll be at the voter sites uh, where the ballots are being cast and watch very closely. And when they tell you, you know, a pipe broke or something went wrong and everybody's got to leave the building, don't you dare buy into that trash. They will do everything they can. Lie, cheat, deceive you. They would kill you. Let's just be honest. They would kill you if it meant stopping you from allowing an honest vote in 2024. That's where we are at. That is what happens in banana republics like the United States of America. Can we take it back? I hope so. But the question has been asked, can we survive as a nation if we have absolutely no faith in our government? What do we do? 
I hope I'm not talking as if I'm scared because I'm not. I am not scared. But when you start hearing jokes and other statements that aren't jokes about assassinating President Trump, you know that the opposing side, the leftists, the communists who are trying to the best of their abilities to overthrow this government, they are afraid. They fear Donald Trump. And in fact, I say that applies very well to both sides of the House. The Democrats fear him. The rhinos fear him. The Uniparty fears him. And that includes just about everybody in Congress, doesn't it? We are in trouble. But they fear Donald Trump. And that makes me happy. Because I know what Donald Trump stands for. He stands for America first. And let me tell you, just like Donald Trump says that they're really after us, you and I, when they attack him, in the same way that they fear Donald Trump, they fear the America first patriots, and they should. They should fear us. That's the way we should demand it to be. That's the way our founders intended it to be. When the government fears us, it is a government of the people, by the people, for the people. But I have to ask myself, you know, in kind of the quiet recesses of my brain, at the end of the day, at night, when I'm just still and trying to evaluate my world and the world in America, I ask myself, should they be afraid of us, of America First Patriots? I hope so. And I think so. There's evidence for it. But the lawfare that we're seeing against Donald Trump right now can only be called one thing. It is a blatant act of desperation. They are fearful. They are desperate. You know what I think they're afraid of? I think that the, the vote for Donald Trump is going to be so overwhelming that they don't know if they can overcome it with their deceit, with their fraud, with the stealing, with the ballot harvesting, and everything else that they do. I think they're afraid that Donald Trump is going to be president. And that concerns me because I think that the assassination of Donald Trump is a serious and real threat. So we better hope and pray for his protection. Because he is the man for the job. Well, you know, when you want to go to the source and find out what's really happening and what is so and what's not, you want to know how the enemy is thinking. A lot of times, you know, people can keep their mouths shut. They give us hints all the time. They tell us what they are doing. That happened with Fauci. Uh, you know, with the COVID pandemic and so forth. I mean, he's corrupt to the core. The guy should be swinging from a noose. He should have been buried long ago for his insurrection, for his treason, for his fraud, 
for participating in a global genocide that is still unfolding. People are still dying every single day. We hear of somebody stroking out, having heart attacks, dying unexpectedly, and it's going to happen probably for years. But if you really want to know what the other side is thinking, try to get their wives to speak. And that just happened recently um, with Michelle Obama because she happened to speak about her fears because she was asked a question about, you know, what keeps you up at night? What keeps you awake? This was in a recent podcast where she was interviewed by a Jay Shetty. And he asked her, what really, what are you, what are you afraid of? And she said, you know, talked about how she's concerned about war and about the concerns of artificial intelligence changing society. Well, yeah, I guess that that's everybody, right? And then, of course, of course, she talked about climate change, right? The climate. I'm afraid we're going to have a, a heat wave that doesn't go away or a cold spell that doesn't go away or whatever the weather of the day is. She mentioned a few other things. But she also mentioned the 2024 election. And I was happy to hear that. I think she was at least you know, speaking the truth. I think she was speaking her mind sincerely and she's afraid of the 2024 election because she doesn't know what's going to happen. And she just asked that question, what's going to happen in this next election? Well, good, because that legitimately expresses a concern of the left, which is the same concern that we have on the right. What is going to happen in November 2024? And Michelle says, I'm just, I'm terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter. Well, I share something with Michelle Obama. I'm concerned too. I'm not terrified, but I am concerned about what could happen based on this election. And so is she. But then she says, who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit, it affects us. Oh, she must have been talking about her husband. When he was president, right? Because that was a bully pulpit. Barack Obama was an imposter. Barack Obama was a fraudulent president. Yes, he was elected. How much fraud went, you know, went forth uh, for him becoming president? Probably a whole lot. I suspect the corruption was way, way more than we ever suspected. I mean, this is a guy who has never shown us his birth certificate to this day. Uh, American birth certificate, because he probably doesn't have one, a legitimate one. Otherwise, why ever would he have withheld that information from us? Come on. Every other president in America in the history of the United States has shown us their birth certificate. So it's, you know, it's very questionable. Was Barack Obama a legitimate president? In my mind, no, he was not. And I'll just flat out say it. But Michelle Obama She's afraid about who's in the bully pulpit because it affects us in ways that sometimes I think people take for granted, she says. Whoa, really? And then she goes on, you know, the fact that people think that government eh, doesn't really even do anything. And I'm like, oh, my God, does government do everything for us? And we cannot take this democracy for granted. Well, Michelle, it's not a democracy. It's a free republic. 
And no, we can't take it for granted because we will have to abolish it to set it right now. Thanks much to you and your husband, Barack Obama, who did all they could to destroy this nation and who are still actively at work trying to overthrow America. Okay, so she worries about that. And don't miss the words that she uses. She thinks that government does absolutely everything for us. Now, that is our greatest fear, that the government would try to do everything for us. Because what does the good American really want? The good American wants the government to stay in its little box, do its job, do its job of protecting the people, of punishing the guilty, of keeping the enemies of the good people at bay. That's what we want. And so we get concerned when the government suddenly decides it has to do everything for us. And that's what we are now faced with. So Michelle's greatest fear that we don't respect this government that does everything for us is our greatest concern because we disagree with Michelle Obama. And that makes her very uncomfortable. <laughs> Way to go. We're doing our job, right? We are doing our job. If the founders of this nation were present today and were speaking to Michelle Obama and Barack Obama, speaking to the people of the United States of America, what do you think they would be called? What kind of names would they be called? What would they be told? That Would they be labeled racist? Of course they would. Would they be labeled insurgents? Of course they would. And I guess you could say they were insurgents, right? They rose up against Great Britain, the nation that was oppressing the hell out of them. They wanted freedom from religion. They wanted a separation of the state from the church so that they could practice their Christianity unhindered. And so do we, the good American patriots. Well, it's really concerning all of this, isn't it? Because we know that the executive branch of federal government is defunct. We say Joe Biden did this, Joe Biden says that, but Joe Biden does nothing but vacation. They keep him out of the picture as much as possible because Joe Biden botches it every time. The man's dementia is getting only worse and worse and worse. And so they're planning, they are scheming in every which way they can to figure out how they are going to steal the 24 election because they have nothing to campaign on whatsoever. They are destroying us, the American citizen. They have nothing good to claim that they have accomplished for America, despite Joe Biden claiming all these lies that he does all the time. The economy is not better. The jobs are not ever increased. The border is not more stable. The banks are not more secure. Our children are no longer safe in schools and elsewhere. Criminals abound in our country. They're everywhere. 
and they are a direct threat to us. And so how are they going to win? Well, they have to take down Donald Trump. And that's why Donald Trump is all we ever hear about. Because if they don't take him down, they know that they are doomed. They are absolutely doomed. And so all this lawfare, this criminal lawfare that is transpiring right now is going to do its work. And I think it's going to be a good work for us. I keep suggesting to people that maybe this is our best campaign strategy to let the left destroy itself in the eyes of the American people. Fannie Willis and her legal team met with Joe Biden's White House about how to get Trump. And they did it on the taxpayers' money. We have evidence now that was submitted in a motion by former Trump campaign official Michael Roman's legal team, which suggests that the Fulton County District Attorney, Fannie Willis, used our taxpayer money to meet with Biden in his White House about her 2020 election case against Donald Trump around the time that Trump announced his 2024 presidential campaign. Well, how about that? And Willis allegedly had inappropriate romantic relationships with a private attorney, Nathan Wade, who she contracted out as a special prosecutor on her Get Trump case. Wow, this is exciting. More lawfare. We are going to hear more and more about it. We are going to see exactly how the fraud and the racketeering of the feds has become so callous, so rampant, so bold, so desperate that we just can't help but see the corruption in our government. I suppose we still have a number of stragglers, and those stragglers are the people who only watch mainstream media. The legacy media will tell you every lie possible. They will twist every story imaginable. They will make Donald Trump look to be a terrorist, a dictator, that in reality we are now subjected to what is existent in the White House, what's going on right now in D.C. That is the terrorist regime for real. And so we're going to see the outcome of all of this. And I suspect, I suspect it might actually be a good outcome for us. At least I hope it does. Because I don't know if Americans survive without faith in its government. I do know that we cannot survive if we don't put our faith in God and keep God first. We are a Christian nation. But let's face it, we have only one more thread of hope right now, and that is in the U.S. Supreme Court with regard to our government. The executive branch is gone 
The legislative branch is utterly corrupt and not trustworthy. And so the U.S. Supreme Court is our last little thread of hope. But will that last hope of a peaceful end to this insurrection fail us? I don't know. Who knows? Well, God does. And don't think that God is without a plan for America. But God's plan involves every one of us. It'll be based on what we do, what we say. Will we allow good? We will, will we cause good to overcome evil? That's my hope. Or do we just sit back and watch the evildoers have their way with all of us? Well, not me, folks. I do know this. Americans are starving for good news. America needs a gospel message, a message of hope that their country might actually become great once again. Well, good people, this will happen only if we act and take on this rogue establishment, period. What will that entail? I don't know. But I do know this, that as long as we sit here and do nothing but watch the left create a new trail of tears and leave in their wake a stream of American patriot blood on the ground, we will suffer much more than we already have. The woes have just begun. Or we can decide to turn it around. And for that reason, it is time to get involved and get loud. America.